Hey, it's June 13th, 2016, and this is episode number 21. So grab some backstage passes and come on over and join us in The Cube. Hey guys, welcome to The Q, a show that's 95% Disney parks and 5% magic and myths. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Ryan Monette. In this week's show, after we take a look back at This Week in Disney History, we're joined again by friend of The Q, Matt Craig from Yoho Disney, as we have another round in a favorite game of The Q, Is It Mythical or Is It Magical? So grab your best Disney trivia book, because that's what you do when you're in The Q. This week in Disney history. This week in 1955, Disney's 15th animated feature film, Lady and the Tramp, has its world premiere in Chicago. This week in 1956, Disneyland debuts Tom Sawyer Island and the rafts to Tom Sawyer Island in Frontierland. And the Storybook Land Canal Boats attraction in Fantasyland also opens. This week in 1958, Disneyland's Columbia ship opens on the Rivers of America. Also this week in 1958, Disneyland's attraction Alice in Wonderland debuts in Fantasyland. This week in 1959, the first urban monorail system in the U.S., the Disneyland Alweg monorail system, begins operation. Also this week in 1959, the Matterhorn Mountain and the Matterhorn Bobsleds attraction opens at Disneyland. And also in 1953, the Submarine Voyage Ride officially opens at Disneyland as well. This week in 1967, the Club 33 restaurant opens at 33 Royal Street in New Orleans Square at Disneyland. This week in 1999, Disney's animated feature Tarzan premieres in the U.S. This week in 2002, Academy Award-winning singer-songwriter Randy Newman, composer of music for Monsters, Inc., Toy Story, and so much more, was inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. This week in 2008, Toy Story Mania at Disney California Adventure has its official grand opening. This week in 2010, Toy Story 3 premieres in the U.S. This week in 2012, the second phase of Disney's Art of Animation Resort opens at Walt Disney World. And also this week in 2012, Disneyland Resort caps off its $1 billion renovation of Disney California Adventure with the public opening of Cars Land and the new Buena Vista Street. And finally, this week in 2013, Walt Disney World officially reopens the Main Street Bakery at Magic Kingdom, featuring, for the first time, Starbucks drinks and food, along with Disney house-made treats. And that's a look back at This Week in Disney History. Alright, this week we bring back a favorite segment of the queue for round two of Is It Mythical or Is It Magical? And this week, joining me here on the queue for this next round of Is It Mythical or Is It Magical? You know him, you love him, Mr. Matt Craig from Yoho Disney. Matt, welcome back to the queue. Hello, Ryan. How are you? I'm doing mighty fine. Man, I am so stoked about this. Yeah. First time, first time you did this. I was listening in, absolutely loved it, was answering every question. I'm down. Let's do this. <laughs> uh, so you're feeling confident in your mythical and magical abilities? Uh, you know, 
Yes, I think I am actually. I am. All right. Okay. For those of the listeners that may be unfamiliar with mythical or magical, basically I'm going to ask you a question and you will either have to answer if the statement that I say is mythical or magical. So kind of true or false. And uh, I've got 10 questions set up for you. They kind of start from easy and kind of work their way to somewhat hard, maybe challenging, super challenging. (laughs) We'll see when we get there. We shall see. Well, let's kick it off here. First question for, is it mythical or is it magical? The largest hidden Mickey in a Walt Disney World park is located inside Spaceship Earth in the Earth scene. And it's a hidden Mickey, and it's really dark in there, so you can't see it. But it's really Ooh. big. So in, you're talking. Wow. Okay. Yes. Is this mythical or magical? I've never, I've never seen this. Well, because it's really dark, so you just, it's kind of one of those things where you have to know. You just gotta yeah, know that there's a Mickey in there. Because it's hidden. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's floating I in space. Like, space. I kind of feel like there's a bigger. I mean, think I about like this. Just... It, it could be the entire inside top of Spaceship Earth, you know, when you're in that Earth scene, it could be the entire roof for all you know. Wow. But that'd be pretty black. big. You know, that's like dark. That's probably like six thousand triangles. Probably. At if least you- <laughs> at least at least the the top third of the eleven thousand some what is it? So Ryan, I feel like recently I feel like recently I saw a picture of like was it like solar panels or something like that? And it was in the shape of a Mickey. Is that considered a hidden Mickey? There are official hidden Mickeys. I don't think that would be considered an official hidden Mickey. Okay. Okay. That doesn't make the list. Correct. And I did so say I, in a Walt Disney World park. Just to Okay, yeah. Specify. Well, that's that there goes that. All right. So I'm going to this is a total guess. That's great. Number 1, I'm guessing. But I'm going to go with this is magical, Ryan. I've never seen it, but I believe it. Magical. Final answer? Final answer. You, sir, are incorrect. (laughs) This is indeed mythical. The largest hidden Mickey on Walt Disney World property in a Walt Disney World park is in Hollywood Studios. And do you know where this is in Hollywood Studios? Oh, goodness. I don't. It's not so much in... Hollywood Studios as it is Hollywood Studios. If you maybe oh, go to Google yeah. Maps or look at look at a, a park map, you will notice that the the hub and even even the lake right there and uh, another part of Hollywood Studios actually make up a giant hidden Mickey. I have seen that. So you threw me off with question one. <laughs> so I'm, I'm all about trickery. Yes. So you got to be careful. Oh, the trickery. <laughs> the trickery. Already. Bring it. You brought it so early. <laughs> hey, I'm just coming out with a bang. You know what I mean? You got to be on your toes. Oh, how many more of these do we have? <laughs> Nine more. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I don't like being 0 for 1, but I'm still pretty confident. All right. Well, you, see, you still got a ways to go. So you, you, you get the rest of them right for all we know. Hey, if I can get a solid six out of 10, (laughs) I'll feel good about that. All right. Moving on to number two. The lake used for Fantasmic, also in Hollywood Studios, is only about one foot deep. Is this mythical or magical? Oh, man. Oh, but 
There's a like a full-on boat that comes through there, unless it's on like tracks or something. It'd have to be deeper than a foot, right? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's throwing me off is the boat, because typically a boat needs more, you know, than a foot of water. That is true. Um, but there's a lot of like water cannons and things happening in Phantasm too. There's a so this is this is like number two, and I'm I'm guessing. <laughs> I'm gonna go with magical. That boat's probably on a track. Final answer, magical. You, sir, are indeed correct. It is magical. Okay, cool. (laughs) I've redeemed myself. I've broken even. According to my research, my studies, yes, the lake used for phantasmic is roughly around a foot deep. And like you said, you know, water cannons, all the stuff that they got to have in there makes it easier. Yeah, I can't imagine service and all that if it was deeper than like a foot or two. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. All right. Cool. All right. One and one. Number three. Taking it to the West Coast now, California Screamin' at Disney California Adventure was the first inverted coaster at a Disney theme park. So going upside down. Is this mythical or magical? Ooh, let's see. Okay, so the only other inverted coaster would be Rock and Roller Coaster. Correct. So now I've got to figure out my dates. <laughs> so basically, which one came first? Was it California Screaming? Let's see. When did California Adventure open? That better not be Google I'm hearing in the background. Oh, no. No (laughs) Google Google happening. So I have never been to California Adventure. Well, you need to. But I'm so excited to say that we have a trip in the works. Yes. For the end of this year. Yes, I am so happy for you. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. We're so excited. Oh, man. Um, You're going to love it. Every second of it. Yeah, so with me not, I went to Disneyland all growing up, so it's going to be kind of like a homage back to my childhood. Yeah. Um, and so did Charity, actually, my wife. She grew up in California, so we're actually Disney Disneyland peeps. But both never seen or been to Disney California Adventure? We haven't. No, we haven't been back oh, since, wow. um, since that park opened. So I'm going to go, let's see. Let's see, Rock and Roller Coaster, I want to say that was probably... Nine was it like ninety eight ish ninety nine maybe that that opened? Oh, you know what? Let's see. No, it's probably early two thousands. I'm going with Rock and Roller Coaster, Ryan. <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm sticking with it. I'm not going to think myself out of it. Rock and Roller Coaster was the first invo- inverted coaster, so this specific answer would be mythical. All right. Well, you sir are correct. Yeah. And just to uh. Give the dates for you and the listeners. Rock and Roller Coaster opened on July 29th, 1999. So you got it. And California Screaming, February 8th, 2001. So very close. Oh, it's close. Yes. Really close. Yeah. Just after. Whew. Okay. All right. I gave myself some breathing room. I feel a little bit better. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Two and one. Moving on to question number four. Speaking of Rock and Roller Coaster, Rock and Roller Coaster was the first coaster ever to have a synchronized soundtrack. Is this mythical or magical? Now, this one I'm pretty sure I do know. I believe this is magical. Um, And the only reason I know this is because I remember watching a documentary on this when it first came out. Oh, fun. I love stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it was on, I think it was on the Discovery Channel. You know all those crazy ones that end up on the History and Discovery Channel? Yep. Love it. And it's like you're flipping channels and you're like, 
oh, oh my gosh, this is a Disney I'm going to stop here. Yep, <laughs> exactly. And then you try to record it, but this is probably before the recorders were out. <laughs> Get your VHS um, tape. Yeah, and I don't remember exactly what it was or who it was, but I do remember hearing something about that. So I'm going to go with Magical. That was the first synchronized soundtrack for a coaster. Well, we're going to cut straight to the chase and say, you are correct. All right. I'm feeling pretty good now, Ryan. You are on a roll. Whew. I like having the uh, the breathing room. I'm not going to lie to this you. Is that good. is a good thing. You got a nice buffer here, three and one. So you, you got room to play now. You can you can go with your gut or you can yeah, swing I can it. Just, yeah. I might not even think about it. I just may, may play Russian roulette. All right. Well, let's do that with, number, one out. with question uh, number five here. The hydraulic thruster and cylinder used to bring the Yeti to life atop Expedition Everest, well, or at least used to, has more... Uh, Hold on, just a moment of silence. Just a moment. Single tear. Hopefully one day that Yeti... Well, the hopes, I mean, because they would have to shut down the ride if they wanted to repair the Yeti. And for the listeners that may not be aware... There's a giant Yeti inside Expedition Everest, and it used to Huge. move and be the, the biggest animatronic ever, and now it kind of just sits there. And there's yeah. a strobe it can light. Still be, you can still be, it can still be seen, obviously, but this thing used to move, and you this thing was huge. Oh, yeah. I mean, not was. It still is, yes. but and, I mean, it's uh, just massive. So, and, and it's, it's broken down, and the only way to repair it would be to shut down the entire ride, Expedition Everest, and... They would have to do that, obviously, for months. And that being one of the biggest draws for Animal Kingdom, that yeah, would not sit over well, not be good with the uh, the revenue. But yeah. I've heard rumors, maybe with the new openings, uh, the nighttime activities, but then also the future opening of Avatar Land, maybe that, hopefully, cross our fingers, will divert mm-hmm. enough of the attention. Might give them some, yeah, hopefully. So, so here's hoping. Anyways, we digress. I'll get back to the question. The hydraulic thruster and cylinder used to bring the Yeti to life atop Expedition Everest uses more power than a 747 jet engine. Is this mythical or magical? Ryan, this is absolutely magical. Thank you, History Channel and <laughs> Modern... <laughs> oh, man. You were kidding and with Modern that. Marvels. <laughs> so if you've ever seen the, the Modern Marvels, which is... Have you ever watched the Modern Marvels series oh, yeah. on History Channel? Yeah, when I was so all have you up. seen the one on Disney World? You know, I have, but it's been way too long. Well, you should totally watch it again. I probably uh, there's a huge segment that, yes. on huge segment on the Yeti and like the massive amount of thrust that it takes took, I should say, <laughs> <Past ends. laughs> to power to power him. Um, so this is absolutely magical. He is a he's an absolute beast. And speaking and of it, absolute, you're absolutely correct. <laughs> <laughs> so have you ever heard Joe Rody talk about um, the Yeti and like the thought that went into producing him and how crazy scary he was when he first when they first saw it move for the first time I, i'm sure i have yeah yeah i missed that thing he was i never got to experience he was terrifying when he I was mean, working <laughs> i've only seen the static yeti oh man they got to bring him back i can only dream and fantasize of what it was and what it hopefully could be again fingers crossed Yes, and let and let us know if the listeners have seen the Yeti moving. You should totally let us know how terrifying it actually was because if anybody yes. hasn't seen it, they need to understand <laughs> the terror. How terrifying <laughs> this thing really was. <laughs> All right, man. All well, right. You've got a real nice buffer working here, four and one. Ooh, I got to thank, uh, yeah, Discovering History or, or they're, 
They're serving me well. Watching TV pays off after all. <laughs> Take that, Mom. All right, moving on to question number six here. The questions may be getting a little bit harder, so, but you've got a nice little wiggle room, so. Number all six. Right. The electric bill on a typical operating day for the Magic Kingdom alone, on average, is about $1.5 million. Is this the electric magical? bill? Yes. The electric bill on a typical operating so, day, one day, for the Magic Kingdom alone, just that park, on average, $1.5 wow. million. If this is magical, Ryan, that is a lot well, of money. Disney makes a lot for Disney a single day of operation. On a single day. They do. They do. And you know, that's a big park, and there's a lot going on. I mean, it takes a lot, of, uh, a lot of power to move that carousel alone. And then you got two Dumbos and flying carpets. I mean, those those are just the spinning things. Oh yeah, yeah. Tiki birds talking, and ev- I mean every attraction. And think of all like the lighting and man, mm-hmm. that's a lot of power. This could be magical. I mean, this could very well be magical. Now you got me wondering if it, it may be more than that. Could be more. Could be less. Ugh. So you said they're getting harder, and you're high on the trickery. So I'm gonna go mythical and say it's actually more than 1.5 million. Final answer? Final answer, mythical. I think it's more well, expensive. You are you're half correct. So I'll I'll get uh, I'll give you the point. It is indeed mythical. However, the electric bill, get this, is zero dollars. Do you want to know why? Oh, well, Disney Creek. World has its own power plant. <laughs> okay. They supply their own power. Yeah, that's uh yeah, that well that's one way to Keep from paying yeah, a million see, you dollar. You are indeed correct bill. with the trickery. I was merely <laughs> trying to trick you. The dollar sign was an illusion. <laughs> there are no dollars involved. So what is the what is? I know Disney has more than just an electrical plant, right? They have like water, sewer, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Do those actually have names, or is that just all part of like the Reedy Creek? You know, uh, I'm I'm uncertain off the top of my head. Uh, I am uncertain off the top of my head. But if any of the listeners know, let us know. Yeah, let us know. That would be interesting. That'd be a very interesting like research project. The uh, History Channel needs to help me out on that. <laughs> <laughs> this week's episode of The Cube brought to you by the History Channel in partnership oh. with Discovery. Oh, they've done nothing for me yet. Discovery, they need to they need to up their game. <laughs> well, that's something good to research. So all you listeners out there, research that for us and let us know. Yeah. All right. You're five and one. I think the odds are are doing So you gave me the full point for that? Yeah, I'll I'm, take it. I'm not gonna give you half points. I mean, I could, I could give all you right, half points, right. but nah, we'll round up. 0.5 I mean, rounds I'll, up. <laughs> I'll take what you give me. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling generous today. All That's right. That's good. So basically, if you get this next question right, then, then you win. But uh, okay, we'll, we'll no try. Pressure. We'll try and keep it interesting here. All right. Question number seven. Walt Disney World, the entire property, is about the same size of Manhattan. Is this mythical or magical? Well, I have heard the analogy of the city of San Francisco before, um, where you could actually take, you know, it's what, 45 square miles or something like that, the Disney property? 47 square miles or something like that? I am not at liberty to say right now. Which, (laughs) Which is, I've heard, is close to the size of San Francisco, but I've never heard it... I've never heard Manhattan, but are Manhattan and San Francisco roughly the same size? I don't know. Well, maybe that's where you need to be watching more of the Geography Channel. Yeah, see? Yeah, I should probably be tuning into there instead. Maybe some Nat Geo, you know. Ugh. 
Man, I'm gonna go with mythical because I've only heard San Francisco. I have not heard Manhattan. So I believe this is mythical, Ryan. Well, the game's pretty much over because you are indeed correct. That is indeed mythical. Is there more trickery here? Um, kind of. So Walt Disney World is the size <laughs> of two Manhattans. Oh, double the size of Manhattan. Yes, Walt Disney okay. World is 43 square miles, while Manhattan is 22.8, to be specific. Okay. So I was I was a few miles off there, but close. A few, but hey, you got the point. It's mythical. I was close enough to know the answer. That's all that matters. <laughs> all right, you're six and one. So the rest is just for fun. Man, I'm cruising. Man, I feel this makes me feel really good. This is like this is a retribution a, a for nice my trivia confidence battle. booster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is this feels good. Like you, you can walk away with your head held up high. Man, no, man, this feels good. No consequences this time for. Ah, <sighs> that's a. That's a, that's a sigh of relief. <laughs> sigh of relief. All right, let's have some fun now. Three more. Number eight. All right. The Walt Disney Company is the largest consumer of fireworks in the world. Mythical or magical? Ooh, there's a lot of fireworks going on. Yep. A lot. And you think like every Disney the park world. across the world is doing fireworks pretty much nightly, sometimes multiple times a night. You know what? I... I would say this is magical. There's a lot of fireworks going on with the Disney company. Ryan, this is magical. I feel like Disney's blowing it up. I feel like I should have put this question at the top because this was, was was pretty easy. Yes, it is magical. <laughs> Sweet. Yes. Yep, Disney blowing That's it right. up, man. Every All night. their parks every single night. I mean, just look at Illuminations by itself. Things yeah. all over the place. I do have to say Illuminations is probably my favorite nighttime It's pretty show. incredible. I was uh, yeah. I was there not too long ago, and uh, I was just on my way walking out, but I was able to walk around the World Showcase while Illumination started, and I was reminded how impressive it really is. It is, man. There's so much thought that goes into that, the timing yeah. of all that, and then the music is, oh, man, the music. Gets you every time. Being a music guy, <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I, I've seen that thing probably 12 times, and... I just want to cry at the end when that music starts. Every, just the flames come yeah. back on. Everybody's kind of leaving the park. I just sit there and I'm like... Power of music. Man, Disney got me again. <laughs> Disney will get you. They'll get you every time. They do. Even the manliest man will shed a tear. True. All right. So what does that put me at seven and one now? Correct. You're man, breezing through I, this. Maybe I, maybe oh, I should have spent more is, time on these questions. <laughs> you know, you really should have used these questions for the trivia battle. <laughs> but then we might not have... Heard the amazing impression karaoke voice impersonation of uh, ah, Minnie and, and yeah. Goofy singing a, a whole new world. That was that was too perfect. We couldn't miss that opportunity. Yeah, like I said, Ryan, you should have used these questions <laughs> for the trivia battle. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, hey, at least I'm feeling better. And man, this is like this is kind of fun because um, even though I'm guessing on some of these, I'm still learning a lot of stuff. That's the fun thing about this. That is the stuff. point of it. I try to back all these questions with a little nugget of history, knowledge, so that way we're having fun and learning at the same time. It's kind of like oh, slipping uh, <laughs> broccoli into cookies or something like that. You don't taste it, but you get the oh, nutrients. Man. And when we were back in school, wasn't that like a ploy? They're like, we're going to learn and have fun. Right. It never seemed to work we're out that way. We're going to sing songs while learning <laughs> our state capitals. Man, school. <laughs> Back to Disney. <laughs> Back to fun stuff. 
Uh, question number nine. Two to go. Every year... Oh, you're getting close. Every right. year, a marathon's worth, that's 26.2 miles, of bratwurst are served at the Beer Garden restaurant in Epcot's Germany Pavilion. Is this mythical or magical? That is a lot of bratwurst. Wow. That's a that's a lot. So... Every, every now, year, a marathon's worth of bratwurst. Do you really <laughs> think they serve that much? So in the Midwest, Ryan, we call those brat bratwurst. Soft day. Okay, so 26 miles. Good Lord. End to end, I'm assuming. <laughs> I'm assuming. Yes. Wow. The German pavilion's pretty popular, but there's so much other, there's so many other things to get there. Like, I've only had the brat once at, in Germany. Hmm. That's a very specific number. I have no clue, total guess, but because the number's so specific, I'm going to go with, this is magical, and that is a lot of bratwurst. Well, you are mostly wrong, but you have an ounce of right. So this is actually mythical. The number... But there is a lot of bratwurst. The number is specific, and the number is correct. But, get this, not every year they serve 26.2 miles worth of bratwurst, Bratwurst, excuse me. But every 60 days, every two months, they whoa, are whoa, serving 26.2 miles of bratwurst. Are you serious? According to my internet research, yes. 26 miles of bratwurst every two months. Correct. That's ridiculous. And, well, think about this too. Beer garden, that's more of, of buffet style too, right? So they serve it. But that doesn't necessarily mean that everyone eats oh, it. Oh, yeah. So, and they can't okay. reserve something that they serve for one buffet. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. That makes more sense. I'm thinking, <laughs> man, how many people does it take to order a single bratwurst <laughs> at the quick service? Man, they're making bank. <laughs> but that is, that's still a lot of brats, man. Indeed. I don't know if I should be impressed or like really disturbed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm I'm teetering on this. <laughs> we'll just leave it up in the air, just right there, while we move on to the last yeah. question. Should I make this last question interesting? Should I Should I make it all chips on the table? Oh, wow. I mean... So you, you really got to do that you, to me. It, After I've, I've got my confidence seven and up. two. <laughs> you okay. could either get this one right and be like, awesome, or if you get this one wrong, maybe how about, you lose everything. How about dub, double or nothing? How about dub, double or nothing? <laughs> All right, because that makes sense, because you could use the double. <laughs> no, I... Uh, you know what? All chips All on right. the table, Ryan. Why right, not? So if you get this one wrong... Why not? You're out. That's it. Nothing. You I'm, lose. I'm all in. Pushing in. I'm pushing in. I mean, you're feeling pretty confident, right? You're doing oh, yeah. well. Doing oh, yeah. well. There's always one, though. There's always one question, and I haven't got one yet. That's what makes me all nervous. All right. For all or nothing, question number this 10. On test track... You go from zero to 60 miles per hour in 2.8 seconds. Is this mythical or is this magical? Oh, man. It's one of those numbers ones again. <sighs> I always feel like I'm guessing when it's numbers. <laughs> if we learned anything from the, the last time we had a trivia battle with Yoho Disney, numbers are not your thing. <laughs> oh, they're not. And Charity's not here, so I can't, like, lean on love. Zero to 60, 2.8? Is that what you 2. said? 2.8 seconds. I mean, it sounds right. Like that sounds. You got that. I mean, it's pretty dang You got that fast. straight away, and then they they show you yeah. your speed right before you make that bank. So I know Rock and Roller Coaster has like the, you know, the same like whatever that magnetic technology is. It shoots you out really fast like yeah. that. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm well familiar in magnets. Our listeners know this. <laughs> so it's probably got a time too. Everything's time. And knowing your trickery. You see, I'm thinking through this too much <laughs> because knowing, knowing your trickery, it's probably like 2.8 seconds for Rock and Roller Coaster, but tr- Test Track's like 3.2 or something like that. And you're like, no, I'm sorry. It's 2.8 for Rock and Roller Coaster. <laughs> uh, not, <sighs> you just got to go with your gut at this point now. You're thinking way too hard. I know. You haven't tricked me that much this time, though. I'm going magical, all in. 2.8 seconds, 0 to 60, test track. You come out of that tunnel and hit that sunny breeze in 2.8 seconds. It's magical, right? Final answer? Final answer. All right. I'm sorry. This is mythical. Oh. And you know what the funny part is? <laughs> you were actually correct. It's actually Rock and Roller Coaster. <laughs> oh. <laughs> See? I knew it. I should have went with my gut. Uh, I totally should have went with my gut. So, oh. yeah, Rock and Roller Coaster goes from zero to 60 in 2.8 seconds, right when you take off. And yes, they use magnets to get you super fast. See, my subconscious was trying to tell me you've heard 2.8 and Rock and Roller Coaster together before. Go with it. And the, there's but also... I, a, I didn't trust There's it. also an, another number tweak here. Test Track, fun fact, is the fastest attraction at Walt Disney World. And it top speeds of 64.9 miles per hour. 64.9? Yeah. I knew it was the fastest, but I wasn't quite sure how fast 65 it 65 miles per hour, roughly. 65. Wow. Man, I should have went with my <laughs> gut, Ryan. You're killing Trickery me here. wins. <laughs> uh, yeah, tricksters will have their day, my friend. Uh, that day is you not today, wait. however. Well, hey, I'm good with... Oh, crap. That was... I pushed all hey, in. You know what? Well... There, there are no winners or losers here in Mythical or Magical. There's just fun times. Because ah, everyone's a winner at the game of Mythical or Magical. That's right. We all won knowledge today. So we all learned something. That sounded like a really corny like statement <laughs> from like an 80s attraction. Yeah, I kind of felt We've that way. We've all won knowledge today. <laughs> there are no losers. Uh, well, <laughs> so you're gonna, are you going to give me my... Are, you gonna, are we going to stick with the seven and three? Yeah, or, sure. Or you, okay. We'll, we'll stick so, with the hey. seven and three. Well, and you know, since there's no winners, it wouldn't have mattered anyway. Exactly. We're just having a good time here. There's no losers. Just, there's no winners. There's we're just, just enjoying magic. ourselves. <laughs> yes. Because this is magical, not mythical. That's right. We're having a magical this, time. Yes. Well, this was fun. I enjoyed it. I actually learned some stuff. I like that. This, this is good. Good. Well, I'm glad you learned something. I hope you out there, the listener, learned something as well. We had fun. Matt, thank you so much for joining me here on The queue. as always. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yes. And hey, while you're here, why don't you just remind everyone where we can find you? Yeah, you can find us at Yoho underscore Disney on the IG. And you can find us at YohoDisney.com. And that'll tell you pretty much where everything's at. So yeah, go check it out. Awesome. Well, Matt, thank you again for your time. We had fun here on Is It Mythical or Is It Magical? And job well done to you, Mr. Seven and Three. Thank you, Ryan. And thank you, everyone. Thank you. I'm glad I was able to redeem myself. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Job well done. Hey guys, it's Lex, the Pixie Traveler, and I'm back with another Pixie Tip. Well, it's here. Summer is here at Walt Disney World. The sun is blazing, the crowds are overflowing, and the humidity is in full swing. But what a better way to cool off than with a super yummy specialty Walt Disney World drink. 
especially the ones that come in those super cute souvenir mugs. Those are always the yummiest. At least that's what I think. But those super cute souvenir mugs also make the drink be around $15. And sometimes I don't want to spend $15, especially when I'm paying all this money on food throughout the day. Or if you're visiting Walt Disney World, you're already buying other souvenirs to bring home. So a $15 drink sometimes just does not sound like it fits into the budget. Well, you can enjoy that super yummy drink by just holding back and not getting the super cute souvenir mug. For example, I bought the Country Bear souvenir jug with the frozen lemonade. I bought it once, I have it as a souvenir, but the next time I went, I was super hot and I really wanted the frozen lemonade to cool down with. So I just had them serve the lemonade in a regular cup and I didn't buy the souvenir jug which made it about $5 or so less than what I paid last time. So you can do this with almost any specialty drink that comes with a souvenir mug. And this even works at places like Trader Sam's, which is the bar, which is kind of like tiki room feel or tiki room themed over at the Polynesian Resort. You can spend up to $40 on a drink that comes with a souvenir mug, or just have them hold a souvenir mug and get that exact drink in a regular cup and pay way less. Although I have gotten the souvenir mug before there and they're super fun ones. So I totally get if you want to bring one home because they are super unique and you can only get them at places like Trader Sam's. So I totally get it if there's just a certain souvenir mug you want to bring home. But if you're looking for a way to get that super yummy drink, and cut down the prices, this is the way you do it. All you need is tips, tricks, and a little bit of pixie dust to make your adventures even more magical. Until next time. All right, friends, before I close the show, I wanna take a moment to take care of some family business and I want to be completely transparent with you because you deserve nothing less. So I've heard your feedback and I receive it. Your feedback, believe me, is incredibly valuable to me. And so with that in mind, I'm going to take some action. And the first thing I wanna do is discuss the matter of Scott. Now I know Scott and I were not exactly crystal clear as to why he chose to leave the queue. So right now, I wanna clear that up for you. Scott had, and still has, a lot going on in his life. He's got a job, he's got a fiance, him and his fiance, Emily, they're planning for their wedding. He's got, oh yeah, Disney, they've got an apparel line, he had the queue. Scott's time, his focus and attention was just being pulled in way too many different directions. And ultimately, he needed to cut something to help him focus on things more clearly. And unfortunately, the queue ended up being what needed to be cut for him. And hear me out, Scott and I, we are still great friends. This was just a decision to help him with his time and with his focus. And it's something that we both agreed needed to be done. Scott misses the queue. And believe me, I really miss having Scott on the queue as much as I'm sure you do. There was definitely a very special dynamic between Scott and I, and I really do believe that's what made the queue so special and unique from the get-go. So here's where I'm taking action. Scott himself can obviously never be replaced, but the Q really does need that dynamic duo. That dynamic is what gives the Q life. 
So with that, I'm gonna start looking for someone to help me host the queue. However, and this is a big however, until I can find someone that I really click well with, someone that can help me bring to you the very best content in the very best delivery, I'm gonna need to put the queue on hold. What exactly does this mean? Well, it means until I'm able to find a really great friend where you can feel that great chemistry and we can provide you with the best Disney-based entertainment in the form of a podcast, there will be no more new episodes of The Queue. And believe me, this really breaks my heart to do this, but it's something that really does need to be done because you deserve the very best. And right now in the current given format of The Queue, you are not getting the best. And I do not want to rob you of your time, which is so precious and valuable. So The Queue will be back. I don't want to tell you exactly when because honestly, it's unforeseen. This isn't goodbye. It's more see you later. As corny as that sounds, I definitely will see you guys later. The queue will be back. It'll look different. But after many, many days, weeks, conversations, this is ultimately what needs to be done. Hey, I want to thank you so much for your support. It means the world to me. And I thank you in advance for the support that you will provide in the future. You honestly mean the world to me. And I do this for you. I get nothing out of this. We've got no sponsors. I've got a job as well. I work six days a week. I do this clearly out of the passion for bringing you laughter, for bringing you entertainment, for bringing you that extra Disney magic when you're away from the parks. And so I wanna make sure I can do this better. So again, thank you so much. I love you, I really do. So that'll do it for the queue. And you know what that means. It's time for you to hop on board, strap in, hang tight, and enjoy the ride. And I'll be seeing you soon.